It is Tuesday, August 18th. Welcome everyone to Living Room Sports Talk. Here McCauley, Zach Rothenberger taking you through another Tuesday night here uh, on Twitch. And, you know, I'm sure anyone listening uh, on the, po- the, the the audio, look at that. I'm trying to address them too, you know, in the early going of the show. I always yeah. give them a shout out late. So, you know, let's just, you know, give them a shout out when they're listening to the recording of this out in the future. All right. We've got a great show. Yeah, Zach, this is great. You know, I, I'm I'm a little energetic. The Flyers, you know, they won. They're up 3-1 in the series. We haven't won a playoff series since 2012. So, you know, of course, I'm greeting people in the future, greeting people in the past, present. I'm just like, this is great. Yeah, this is great. so great. I hope everyone's having a great day because I'm doing great. Like, well, that's, hey, Pat, that, that's like the typical Packers fan way right there. That's how all Packers fans are. Is they're I know. All Saints, so you're spreading the cheer. We love, I love that. Yeah, the, the thing is, that's why I feel I hate myself because I'm not – all the time. I'm a really negative person too, that I got to, I got to work on being positive, but it helps in the flyers win, you know? Oh, it, it always helps. Any, anytime you're uh, your team, regardless, no matter what, what sport always helps. Yeah. We'll play off win. All right. Well, so we got a great show for everyone lined up to, uh, tonight. So this is great. Look, we got trust on 2k, get the chat rolling for us. Oh, I love this. So this would be a great one tonight. Um, so we got a great show for you lined up. So we got some training camp chatter. We'll keep going with that. And obviously the NFL, it's the, the story, it's like Game of Thrones. Like, do, 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 do. that's like training camp, you know, the, the, the music. Oh, it is. And we're, we're slowly, we're starting to see some injuries. And hopefully uh, people, more people make it out alive than, than not the rest of the training yeah, it's, camp. It's so. a cross between that and, the, and like the Survivor theme song. Like, there you go. Like, whatever. Like, you know that one on CBS? Yeah, yeah. yeah, oh, yeah. I know it's, it. it's this is why we need well. a full-time producer so we can just be like, hey, drop that. Like, and then they can, you know, drop it in there. Yeah, right. I, I'm not that good. So, um, all right, but I'll tell so all right, we got that. Obviously, we got some college football, which a little little meat we left off the bone, which I, I like. That's what I like about our show, Zach. Sometimes we we plan things that we think are good, and sometimes we don't get to it. So, you know, we're gonna obviously talk a little bit more in depth about college football, which we didn't get to last night. So we'll get to that a little bit. Uh breaking down those conferences and who's gonna play and, and all the, the nuances behind that. Um baseball made some headlines. Once again, it it always seems like they're they're the kid where they're not that bad of a kid, but they always end up in the principal's office. And that's baseball um, with the Fernando Tatis Jr. whole thing last night with the Padres and the Rangers. Right. Like, And I know I'm glad you feel some type of way about it. Yeah, I feel. Yeah, we'll get into it. And uh, I think it's going to get pretty interesting here on the show. So, oh, yeah. Speaking of show, we got show versus street, which is uh, our other segment we'll have for you tonight. So we got a great show lined up. But I'll tell you, just like as always, let's get a little clickbait going. So I was like, you want to be back first this time? Yeah, lead off. Mine's not as good, so that's why I want to just get it out of the way. But, all right, you know, the, uh, it, the, the reality is I, I cannot stand headlines that aren't headlines. I mean, granted, that's the whole point of the segment. But but it, it in particular, it's something like this. Like, did you know, Zach, that uh, Robert Ronkowski has been struggling with the Bucks, uh practices in the heat in Florida? Because, you know, it's humid, you know, mid-August in Florida. Um, I, I just – I don't know. I, like that's the thing. Like, who cares? Who cares? Like, you'll be fine. The season's only going to be. Yeah, cool. I mean, what do we expect? Right. Yeah, exactly. He, he's coming out of retirement. He's, you know, of course, he's going to be a little rusty at first. I mean, it's just not a headline. Really it's head- also like fake. It's like it's like saying, hey, you know, like you're going to get adjusted to the cold if you go to Wisconsin. No kidding. Right. No kidding. Exactly. That's that's like saying, oh, Adrian Peterson, he's, he has to ice his knees more. You know, <laughs> whatever. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, no, I, all right. I'm glad. See, that's why I wanted to just kind of get through that because it was bad. It was horrible. I'm punting it back to you. No pun intended. No, that was a good one. It was a good one. Yeah, so we're going to go in the, the NBA uh, basketball world with my clickbait. Um, this is something that I never really knew even existed. So ESPN throws out their NBA mock draft 
and oh, these the lot the lottery is not even until Thursday. So how are, how are we even considering doing a mock draft when the lottery and the order is not even set? Now this yet? is clickbait. This now we're talking. Yeah, and the funny thing was is that they put so at me being the Knicks fan, of course I picked this up. So first off, don't don't tease me and say we're going to get Obi Toppin because we know we're, we know we're not. Something's going to happen. We're going to get like the tenth pick. All right. There's that, and additionally. We'll probably took a detour for the Knicks. <laughs> yeah, right. And additionally, the um, the Knicks like their um, percentages of their probability is like they're they're more likely to get a top three or a top four pick by like it's like thirty seven percent chance. So why are you putting them at six? Like, are you just assuming they're going to get screwed again? Like always. I mean, long story short, it's just it's a bogus mock draft that no one can take seriously until we actually have a draft. Order. You should like that though, because you can only go for it, it. It can only be better from there, right? I guess, but I'm just so used to I'm so used to uh, getting you know getting screwed here. So, all right, well, let's uh, getting screwed. Let's just roll into it, right? All right, so and we got the chat rolling with uh, trust on two K. So let's jump right into baseball. It's funny. This is like one of the rarities I feel like when we do uh, clickbait, where it's not one of the sports that we like naturally segment into. Like we don't usually do like a football thing. Yeah, and it's like oh, all right, now we're into football, but. But no, all right. So we're going. We're kind of going all over the board. Yeah, we got we had a little uh, little football, a little you know, a little little uh, basketball chatter. But let's jump into baseball here for a second. Um, right, all right. So Fernando Tatis last night. I'll tell you. Do you want to paint the backdrop for everyone on like what happened? Yeah, for sure. So uh, they they were up. I believe it was the spot there for a second. Yeah, tell them what happened, Zach. <laughs> yeah. So it was it was the uh, the Padres were at Texas Rangers and Padres were up ten to three. It's the top of the top of the eighth inning. Fernando Tatis Jr. comes up and it's a 3-0 count. So it's, you know, it's a batter's count. He apparently was signaled to take the pitch and he just misread it or whatever. And he hits a grand slam to go up 14 to three. And basically the Rangers were, were crying saying that they're, you know, basically just like beating a dead, like a horse, kicking a horse while it's down and uh, just adding insult to injury and kind of running the score up and, and they were calling it like kind of unsportsmanlike, whatever. They were they were upset. Next next batter comes up, Manny Machado, and they throw it behind them. <laughs> so <laughs> there there's the picture. And one thing to add is um, Jace Tingler, Tingler, the manager for San Diego. He's from Texas, and he's a first year manager for the Padres. And he voiced that he was upset with it, being that it was his homecoming. Welcome back to Texas, and you know. The fact that Tatis Jr. basically ran up the score, he wasn't pleased with it. So, I want to take. All right, so I'm going to kind of take it all now. I guess I'll get the the the, the opinion wheel moving. Yeah. Um, there's so many different ways I guess to look at, and, and I want to start with trust. I think there's a couple layers to this, right? And mm-hmm. let's start with trust on two case point in the chat, saying that right that, that the whole thing is just stupid. If you're down, like you, you like, there's no reason to go at the opposing team. You're down that much. Okay, right. So let's talk about that whole the the secret code of baseball right like that's that's what's really under the microscope i feel like today right because everyone loves jumping on twitter and you know examining uh, it yeah. and especially that crowd that loves taking the the, the rules of baseball and i'm like i can't as well and applying it to like why baseball isn't as fun why baseball isn't as cool or right like that whole thing that whole argument which like i get sucked into i mean you see me a million times on the show talk about how baseball can be more popular but like right that that crowd loves to crawl the woodwork like and blame the code. Blame the, all right. So let me let me kind of take this at a few levels. Yes. All right. There's stating in my opinion, stating the obvious on the on the the loser side, you can never complain about getting your ass kicked too much. Like that's why you sign up to play. Right. And if you don't like getting your ass kicked, 
don't play, right? I mean, right, and, 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 and try to win. Do something you know I mean? about it. Exactly. So, like, I, and, and I don't think – I think to that point, this is what my little next layered point is. What kind of drives me nuts is all these reporters saying, oh, well, you know, that's why we play sports. Like, you know, just, like, really try – you know what I mean? Like, really – like, right in your face about it. Just trying to be a tough guy on Twitter. And I'm just like, all right, can you just shut the hell up? Like, most people know that. It was probably, like, three soft guys on the Rangers that were bitching and moaning about it, right? And, mm-hmm. like, it's – like, so I hate and, – and, look, I'll even pull up. So, right, like – Here's a couple of tweets I was seeing. I just was hopping around. Some some blue check marks, some not so blue check marks, right? So, and this was a non-blue check mark. So, just saying like the whole thing, right? Like this is just such a lazy take. It's just, oh well, you don't like the Tatis Jr. thing. Maybe you like participation trophies. It's like, okay, look, I think there is a code to maybe not like. All right, I guess let me backtrack. And I, I'm sorry, Zach. I'm taking I guess the whole thing here, but the the way I look at this whole thing is. Okay, yes, don't complain if you're the opposition, but if you're just someone in the third-party circuits like everyone else, it's not your place to just sit there and comment on the rules of baseball. And Oh, right, like I actually don't think it's that out of bounds to just I uh, listen to your manager, and if he's saying don't take a – don't swing on a 3-0 pitch, don't swing. Right, I mean, like it's not – people are trying – like this is what drives me nuts. This is basically people trying to um, – put this together like it's like an open net in hockey and it's wide open and they just shoot it wide on purpose. It's like, no, I mean, take like, so, and I'm not defending him taking the, but I'm just saying, why don't we just listen to your manager? So I defend that side of the whole argument, like, right. And then, and, you know, and furthermore, it's like this whole argument, like, Oh, the participation trophies and Oh, well you can't let up. It's, it was one crack in the bat. What happens if he hits a no double play and ends the inning? Right. Right, like yeah. then no one's talking about, but your manager's also still pissed, saying, "Yo, you didn't listen to me saying take the pitch." Right, like there's so many layers to it, and I'll, I'll let you go next because I just feel like you know I, there's a lot. And we got Blondie Locks thirty three. How are we doing? Oh yeah, we got the yeah, chat cooking tonight. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. I love that name. That's fun. Yeah, absolutely. This is, but to that point, right? I mean, it, it, it. There's something about it that just it's the people just trying to show the Twitter muscles. Mm-hmm. And look, I'll even show you another one here before and before you retort. So. Right. It's just like saying like how, you know, Fernando Tatis got reprimanded for trying to, you know, like go for it, do well on a blowout, da, 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 da. Right. And it's just like, and then now they're doing like, would you be okay with him jogging it out then? All right. Jogging it out and taking one pitch are not the same thing. So it's just all I'm kind of saying, it's funny because I feel like now I'm leaning on like that very unpopular side of this argument, but I'm more just kind of saying, just relax, relax. It's okay that if he had taken the pitch, like it's basically my point because everyone just wants to get their pound of flesh and be that really tough guy. It's like, oh, I would have swang. I would have swang. Okay, well, you also probably would have hit a double play. So, yeah. Sorry. I had, that's, there's, I mean, I can tell here. I, I, that was, that was, no, that it, was intense. No, you're, you're, you're valid because so many people more off like in, in the universe and people we know, et cetera, like they flex the Twitter muscles extremely hard. It's like, settle down, take an off day. Um, and that's a, a perfect case in this situation. But for me, so my thing is this, is like, how many times have we seen teams have a blow up inning and then whether it's in the ninth, eighth inning or whatever in a baseball game and they come back and win by like one run, have a major comeback. We've seen that happen before, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So yeah, obviously he should have listened to his coach. Okay. But I don't understand what the big deal is from like the Padres coaching staff side. Cause Hey, he hit a grand slam. So we, it secured our victory. Right. Well, so, and I have the clip, uh, not to cut you off. I have yeah. the clip. If you want to, if you want to listen to the, the Jace Tingler explanation afterwards, I can play it for him. Yeah. Play it up. All right. I'll roll it up for you. And then we can, and we'll dive into it a little more. Picking up the sign. I think like the, the, the learning opportunity and, and just so you know, uh, a lot of our guys have green light, you know, three Oh, 
Um, but, you know, in this game in particular, um, you know, we, we had a, a little bit of a comfortable lead and, you know, we're, we're not trying to, um, you know, run up the score or anything like that. And so, uh, you know, put on the, the, the take sign and, and um, you know, probably, probably see a strike right there. Picking up. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it's a weird explanation. I'm not like saying that, but it's, I don't know. All right. So uh, let me, you go. Cause I talk too much. No, well, I think this is like one of the first times in professional sports history that I've ever in baseball, at least to my knowledge, where I've like basically seen and, and heard of a team basically telling a player to lay up and not, you know, I understand taking the pitch of course, but like the fact that he hit it, I don't understand what the big deal is because you, you won and, and you won that much and that much more of a, you know, devastating fashion, big deal. It's professional sports. This isn't, you know, T-ball at back and we're not, we're, we're adults here. So. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I guess the whole thing for me is I'm just hung up on the listening to your manager piece. Yeah. But I'm I, yeah. I, I old school. I know. I mean, no, but, but just, I agree. I, I agree to that point, but like, I just don't, I guess me, my, yeah. My whole thing is it's so easy to sit there and be like, what a horrible manager. He hit the home run, hit the grand slam. It's like, all right, well, what if he does him? Right. You know how like hard, like, you know, you played baseball, like the amount of like the, and great. I know the professionals, obviously, but the amount of inches it comes from being a double player, being a home run. Yeah. Yeah. It's not like, you, yeah. Hitting a home run isn't easy. I mean, it's not like you can just, you know, press the X button on PlayStation. And it's a home run. Exactly. Like I think people live in that, in that, that vacuum too much. Yeah. Well, 100%. I think it's kind of funny how upset that the Rangers got though because of this. Like, oh, what that's do you ridiculous! Do? Do, you, do you expect your opponent to to let to let up and, and let you get have an opportunity in the bottom of the eighth and the bottom no. of the ninth to try to score those runs? And I'll, and I'll tell you, I actually have a pretty good story that I think kind of cap captivates running up this the whole like running up the score narrative thesis, mm-hmm. if you will, like pretty well. All right, so my sophomore year going, yeah, so my sophomore year we played St. Joe's. In, in basketball, right? So St. Joe's was pretty good. We were pretty good temple. Uh, and it was it was supposed to be kind of like the Clash of the Titans and Big Five Saturday afternoon matinee game, right? Mm-hmm. And I don't know. We just we were on. And we just blew them out of the water, okay? So, you know, I didn't dress. But, but right, all right that, that's the point of the story. But, no, I'm just saying, like, so I was just sitting there in the stands watching them just absolutely run them off the floor. And I'm like, this is great. This is awesome. Probably a party. Yeah. Right? And, and St. Joe's was hot going into that game. So it was kind of like probably a little heat check for them. Nevertheless, so now we're back watching film like two days later. Now, mind you, we ran up the score on them at the end, right? The walk-ons and, and everyone else were throwing out oops to each other. It was a good old time, yeah. right? So, and I can't blame them, right? You're in, right? It, it, it's a good time. Limited playing time. You want to make the most of it, right? Exactly. So it's amazing. So we go to watch film the next day, like we're back in. So we had off Sunday. So Monday, we're back in watching film. So Monday, we're watching it. And I remember that was the first thing he he started, uh, our, our coach, Coach Jumpy at the time, Uh put on the film and that's the first thing he put on was the, the nonsense and the running up the score. And he was just like, do you realize that this is poster board material for the next year for these guys, what you just did? Mm-hmm. He's like, and then it was the best part about the best part about the whole story was, and he stopped, he pulled back. He's like, now listen, if someone's beating our ass, I have no issue. Like, like if we don't like it, we got to step up and do something about it. Like I will never complain or whine about us getting like torched. But at the same time, you don't do that and disrespect your opponent. Now, now I'm not – because I think, right, if you're up by 30 in basketball with five minutes left, that's different than being down 
you know, seven runs, even with two innings to go and because right, anything can happen. Left. Yeah, right. absolutely. I mean, it's ba- that's all. It's baseball, right? Isn't that yeah. part of the whole thing? Like, so exactly right. So I, I'm not, I'm not advocating they should put their foot off the gas pedal, but I do think that there's something to be said that if you feel like you're seeing through the eyes that you're, and then we do, we see this in softball, wreck mm-hmm. softball when someone's like dead and they're just going through the motions. And I'm not even like this is not even trying to like make an opinion now with the show. I'm just kind of putting a point out there that like. I feel like you sometimes see it. It's just like, okay, if, if I would be the guy up there. Oh, it's all the same. These guys have already given up. My manager's saying, don't swing. All right, I'll just take the pitch. Why not? Like, they're right. Like, that's kind of my mindset. Yeah. I don't know. But I, like I said, I know I'm very old school. Like, right. Like, so, no, I mean, well, well, hey, all he did was add to his statistics. And I'm not trying to look at it from an individual perspective. But at the same time, like, yes, I agree with the whole listening to your manager thing. I really do. But it's like, so what's he supposed to do? Just what's the rest of the team supposed to do in this situation? Just not play the rest of the game let, and let their individual statistics, which is how they make their money, you yeah. know, kind of fall to the wayside in a shortened season where they're trying to make the most of it. That's a good point. As it is. Um, this and the funny thing for me, Karen, is the Rangers were making such a huge deal out of this, and they were the team who put up 30 runs uh, back in 2007. They won 30 to three. I understand it was 13 years ago. A whole new different coaching all that but like still like think about that way guys like come on <laughs> it's professional sports you play to I mean, win you can't have your cake and eat it too <laughs> i mean that's no, ridiculous you, no yeah, no to me you're basically like begging, oh don't you know don't run the score up on us and then but yeah we're gonna play hard and try to beat you but then yeah we're also the same people who threw up you know four touchdowns and a safety and, and yeah so. <laughs> look at that football math that was pretty yeah, good right <laughs> all right to that point shall we shall we dive into the football circuits a little bit oh let's do it all right let's we'll reverse we'll go saturday speaking of saturdays and the sundays all right look all right so we we i feel like missed the boat when i say we let me take a little sip of water here look at that beer mug with water <laughs> or is it vodka <laughs> the Marlins haven't lost that many games yet, but that's right. Yeah, yeah. But um, all right. So college football, let's, let's, let's break this down at, at a few levels. Right. So I actually feel like you're, Hey, you look, you're, you're technically an sec, uh, you know, man yourself right now at the LSU Tigers. So what you want to give us a breakdown of what you're feeling right now. And, and then I can obviously kind of break down the, the conferences or whatever, but, but like what, all right, like at the top, what do you, what do you feel is going on with college football? Yeah. So I think, I think there's still a lot of unknowns, unfortunately. I, I have like a half empty, half I'm, – I'm half empty right now because, you know, you have these three conferences. You have the SEC, ACC, and um, the, the Big 12. You know, they're they're um, getting ready for like that mid to late September start with all conference schedules and, and some out-of-conference but mainly conference schedules, which is cool. Really excited for the SEC because, to me, that's like the best college football there is for the most part, um, arguably. And, but it's like, it's weird because it's like, all right, what are they playing for? If you have all these other conferences and all these other teams that aren't either aren't playing or they're going to be delaying to the spring and will they play? Who knows? We're not sure. You know? So it's, so to me, it's like, I don't know what we're going to get out of this. At least we can watch football. So that's exciting. No, and I agree. It's, so I, I'm not so much on the the what's the word the the upset train if you will about like mm-hmm. that two conferences might not right and, and great it's easy for me as a Temple alumnus right as as a non Power Five guy like, I mean great not non Power Five but you know what I mean just that someone that didn't go to a Power Five school and has that tradition on Saturdays mm-hmm. except for me it's just enjoying right it's enjoying the games and watching all the games on at the same time right so oh, yeah. um I here's here's it's just tough I I think. There's a couple points to make. I think the biggest thing is 
I, I love that they did a study and said, okay, well, which players on like the teams, right? And my, my dad sent me this article that was great, or he sent me the cliff notes of an article, I should say, that was really good. And the point was saying, test the guys in the conferences that don't play and see how many of these guys on these teams get it, just being off in college or like being outside of football. And then test the guys that are inside of football and see how they do. Yeah. And, and compare. I mean, they, they'll never happen. You know, that won't. But of course, yeah, that's um, a great point, though. Yeah, I mean, I feel like Brett, and, and I thought there was a lot of, a lot of traction. I, and the thing is, right, can I can I go 180 here and just yeah. completely just throw this at you? Because I literally was thinking about this as we were jumping on the air, like in my head, just, you know, how my, my mind runs amok. Is there any way in this, this like tug of war of college football that they, the Big Ten and the Pac-12 are like, you know, things are actually looking a lot better than we projected. We were just trying to be really, really, really safe. I mean, you can't blame us for that. We we're just trying to be safe. Let's play some football. Oh, I wouldn't be surprised because they're, they're is already, that off the table? I don't think it is because they're already saying uh, the Big Ten that there was no official, you know, no mm-hmm. to, given the season to kibosh all of a sudden because they see these other conferences moving forward. Dude, it's like a breakup, and then you have like Ohio State putting their petition together, right? Like, it's not. This is literally like the couple that. Dated all through high school, dated like freshman, sophomore year of college, and then like they both turned 21. So they went out a little bit and like, eh, you know, it, it happens a little bit. Yeah. That's that's all this is. But they're going to get back together, even though it seems like the, the, the drama is so high right now. They'll get back together. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they, no, they will. And I think that's a very accurate point. I think that could very well happen, Karen. And, and dude, like, I think other things like busting at the seams, like look at the, the article that came out. Same like Penn State's AD and I, I'm drawing a blank on their name, but um, should we do that? Alexa, Barber. I think last name is Barber. Is it uh, Alexa? What's the last name of Penn State's athletic? Or wait, what? not the last name. Alexa, what's the name of Penn State's athletic director? Uh, yeah, she. That was too much for her to handle. I, you know, obviously, it's tough when you have the headphones on. You're trying to like communicate with her off the headphones, but. Oh, yeah. Yep, that's enough. Thank you, Alexa. That's good. Yep. Um, <laughs> all right, but nevertheless, all right. So, but they 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 said that uh, there, there basically was no vote. Like there was no conversation. So I have a hard time thinking that they're just gonna go down. But at the same point, I also could see those conferences kind of dying on this hill and being like, "I'm so sorry. I was trying to be like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. It's hard. It's really hard to tell. Yeah, it, it's interesting. And then you have, you know talk about some independent teams. I mean, obviously Notre Dame is going to be playing in the ACC this season, which I think is pretty cool. I think that's going to, I think that's kind of, that's interesting. Um, we'll get to see how Notre Dame stacks up against, you know, some more steady competition, I would say throughout the season. They play a good schedule as it is, but ACC is a tough, a tough conference. Oh yeah. Um, when you, and the other thing, like if you look at a team like army, for example, they're an independent, right? The same would go for Navy too. It's like, what are they going well, to they're play? Actually, they're the American. Oh, that's right. So are they? Sorry, we beat them. That's why I like dancing. No, that's right. But, but what's the situation with American right now? So it's we're actually it's funny. Temple just announced all systems are go right now. Fans, everything. Oh, there you go. Because I know <laughs> yeah. some because uh, re- they know no one's going to be there. That's yeah, what you're you know, trying the to reason say. why I had, I had a blank, I, I blanked and thought Army was in pen was because I saw they were canceling several games where they were supposed to be. Well, Army is. You had that right. Yeah. Yeah. So all right. So I'm pretty sure it's. Yeah, Army's independent. They're not. I want to say there's five. I yeah. think I know there's def. I'm trying to think off the top. Alexa, how many teams are independent college football teams? Here's something I found on the web. According to collegeconfidential.com, 16 teams need extensive to recruit states. 
All right, that wasn't right. But um, yeah, as I say, yeah, they're definitely we got Army, BYU, UMass, um, Navy, Navy, and Notre Dame, right? No, well, Navy's not. No, sorry, Notre Dame. I mean, uh, Navy's not. They're in the American. Um, oh, that's right. Yeah, Army's not. Army's independent, though. That's all right. Yeah, I knew they were independent. Yeah, so it's you Army, said they were yeah, Army like, BYU, uh, UMass, Notre Dame, and there's one more. It's and I want to say Air Force, but they're in the Mountain West. It's uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, who is it? Oh, can the chat save us? Save us, chat. But all right, so, I'll tell you, to that point, let's let's move on though. All right, so to so college football, like it remains to me. I feel like. There's the thing that kind of annoys me about this. It's much like the whole athletes getting paid, like argument. It's just never going to end. Yeah. I, I expect at this point, there's going to be some type of college football on the field. Absolutely. It's just three conferences. Yeah, exactly. There will be some college football. Yeah. The, and there's a lot of really, sorry, go ahead. Oh no. I was just going to say, I guess like my kind of like final point would be is I, I think if push has to come to shove the, the two conferences that are like, yeah, like, or in the, in the handful of programs that are like, never mind, like, they're going to come back and be like, well, we were just trying to be safe. We can come back, right? You know, I, so I, yeah. I don't know. I'm yeah. not saying they will, yeah, but yeah. I, I think that's more likely than everybody, like the rest of the field at this point, so close to when it's going to happen, being like, oh, never mind, we're out too. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And, and just to one final point, even if they don't, there's still a lot of really good college football that's going to be happening. I mean, we have, Georgia versus Alabama. We obviously have LSU, Alabama, the Iron Bowl, of course. Um, I mean, Oklahoma versus Texas. There's still a lot of really big games happening this season, even if those other conferences decide, you know, to stay put where they are right now, which we don't think they will, but you never know. Right. Year has been, yeah. But I'll tell you, so it's funny. This will be like kind of my transition point. So this whole argument, I think most people know this was a sham to begin with, but the whole, and let your phrase, any power five conference that's saying, we'll play the spring. No, you're not. Mm-hmm. No, you're not. Cause your whole product, anyone that's a good prospect in the power five, which is a lot of them, they're not, they're not risking their bodies when they have to go to the NFL possibly next year. Right? There's no way that, that, that plane flies off the ground with, and not to mention that the next season would start in August. Yeah. possibly yeah there's no, no way well yeah especially because the draft is in the springtime like and so said, i'm saying like there's no one would do it like nah. like look at someone like michael parsons from penn state like like he already was opting out like, like mm-hmm. it, it makes and, I, and to that point i don't blame them i did the same thing i'd be like well why am I playing? like no this makes no sense it's asinine yeah you gotta think long term you can't just think these several month period here unfortunately absolutely all right but to that point so thinking about playing on saturdays into playing on sundays boy let's talk a little nfl right i feel like we did good. We went a half hour without like just getting into it. Like, Cause I feel like it's you and I, especially like it, dude, you could be walking down the street mid tax with like your parents or something. And someone just said, seriously, it's just so overrated. You're like, what? Like, yeah. like oh, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's, it's, our brains are programmed that way. Like it's, it's football. It's like a dog here. And like, you want to go for a walk? Like, yeah, right. That's, it's treat? the same thing. Football. Yeah. Uh, all right, so let's let's jump in. And Trust on 2K got the ball rolling for us with uh, the Chiefs lining at least 22%, uh, or, or he said 22% of the stadium being full. So at least we have that. That was a poor time for me to plug it in, at least. But yeah. no, at least we have like some positivity with that. And like that's, I guess, to my point about college football, you're starting to see like that little flex of like, and I feel like I'm, dude, I'm not buff by the way. I just have been doing like these like, like fake beer muscle things today. Um, I know. Well, no, I mean, there's just a lot of, a lot of flexing to be going around, but there you go. to that point, no, no, not for me. But Flyers won. Yeah. You know that there is some flexing, I guess, to be right. had for, you know, I'll do like, Doo! like, you know, but to that point, all right. To the chiefs, like, I feel like, right. Like you're seeing, like you're seeing more and more commercials, right. For kickoff 
Arrowhead, September 10th, you know, Thursday night, banner raise. Like it's it's not not going to happen unless the entire team gets COVID. Right. Yeah. And I, I thought that was interesting that they're letting 22% of the stadium be filled with fans. I know certain teams like the Packers have 20%. Obviously, the Giants, Eagles teams, they get a Northeast. It's, it's zero. I thought it was interesting because I would have I would have figured that the NFL would have regulated it so it was the same across the board so there would be no mm-hmm. specific advantage to one team over another significantly when they play in their home stadium um, more than there would be in general but at the same point it's a business so the NFL's got to make money as much as they can so this is their their way of trying to do both well I'll add the caveat I feel like right there's that whole NFL competition committee. That's, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? That, that's kind of getting missed out. Like, so I agree. I like, I'm almost like, yo, isn't this your job to like step in and say something? And I'm not like, yeah. you, cause I mean, I feel like the Packers are probably like actually on the, the better side of this. They right? The first yeah. two games are. Yeah. Right. So, but besides that, I mean, I, you know, yeah. I, cause I think about know. it. Yeah. I mean, think about it. Like from the Giants say we would play at home, no fans. It's basically dead silent minus whatever noise they would be legally allowed to pump in, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, then if they go to an away game, say in Kansas City, and it's like it's rocking with their twenty-two percent, it's it's a it's a whole different deal. Whereas when the Chiefs go to a, a team, at a, like they have an away game with no fans, it's like it's almost like they're not an away game. Can I be a conspiracy think a conspiracy theory guy here for a second? Oh, and, and I'm just pulling this out of my rear end just after that comment you just made. But it's like, is there any chance the NFL like said to everyone? So. You can pump in noise at, at this level, but like, we're not, we're not going to say anything because the whole place will lose their mind thinking that everything's pumped. Like, right. Like, oh, I, yeah. since that point, I hope everyone can hear that on the show. But you know what I mean? Like I was trying to, you know, be an actor there for a minute, but right. Like, is there a chance that the, the, like the NFL said, look, everyone's going to pump noise. So if you go to Seattle still, when you play the Seahawks, you can't hear anything. Like, cause it's going to be loud as hell. Like, right. Like, is there any possibility of that? Yeah, I, I think that's extremely valid. I mean, we've seen – I'm pretty sure they're pumping noise in, in baseball stadiums, aren't they? So, I mean, if they're doing it, I'm sure the NFL is going to be doing it too. Yeah, I mean, you never know. I could see it. Um, but I'll tell you, let me – it's funny. I have a little something for you. So, I, you know when I love throwing my little curveballs at you? Like, when, there's oh, – you know there's moments where I, I, don't, I just don't tell you things I'm going to throw at you on the show? I love it, yeah. Yeah, but I feel like it keeps yeah, – you know, and especially I feel like – I'm such a diva. Like before the show, like we'll start conversing. I'm like, I don't want to hear. I, I was fresh. I'm not fresh on the show. Like, but this is this is fresh. Like fresh out of the oven. Like a little fresh, fresh paper. Oh, You're baby. gonna love this. All right, Ooh. you want to play a little game? Oh, let's let's play football game. All right, I think you're gonna like this. All right, so I'm gonna give you three different. Um, I'm trying to think how to put this. So, like, let me read it real quick. So. I'm going to give you three different scenarios for black or way to put it saying basically like what, like what happened more recently, like something related to football or something outside of related to football mm-hmm. and all three are going to sound absolutely ridiculous. And I'm not even going to tell you how many are real and how many are not. Oh, I'll at fun. least tell you some are real and some are not like kind of okay. a thing. So there's three of them. So you got to guess. All right. Ready? Like, that's that's part I'm of. I'm guessing which one which one happened. Yeah, exactly. Like, what's okay. what's the truer one? Ready? Okay. All right. So let's start. So I'll read the first one. What happened more recently? And then, you know, I'll do the ending. So I'll I'll go all three. So you can't like read me and be like, oh well, the last one was this, and the next one will be this. Perfect. Yeah. Um. All right. So number one, 
What happened more recently? The Bears have won a playoff game or the Phillies won the World Series? Which was 2007, which is, the, you know, I can give them yeah. that, like everybody. And I'll, I'll give you details. So you say, well, like, you know, that's that's part. Of it. I can give you the background. Of yeah, it. yeah. Oh, I think I think the uh, Phillies World Series. Okay, so you say Phillies World Series was more recent. Was more recent than the okay. Bears playoff win. Okay. Number two. Uh, what happened more recently? The Bucks winning a playoff game or the Salt Lake City winter games of 2002 taking place? Oh, wow. <laughs> I think that I think it's the Bucks. The Bucks more winning recent. a playoff game. Yeah, more recent. Okay. And number three. <laughs> what happened more recently? The Dolphins winning a, a playoff game or the Marlins winning a World Series? <laughs> oh wow i think marlin's world series so you actually went one for three i'm not even kidding. So, so more recently the bears that was the that was a trap one so the bears actually they won back in like 2010 2011 that playoff run to because they played packers and the championship games. Uh, okay yeah yeah duh. no we uh they did beat the seahawks yeah because remember marshall lynch had that ecstatic run they ran over everyone on the saints and then they won that game and they were seven to nine yeah the oh, next yeah. game, they went out to Soldier Field and they lost. So mm-hmm. that was okay. So that was the most recent one. But then the next one, yeah. So the Bucks, their last playoff one was the, the playoffs of early 2002. And then Salt Lake was in February after that Super Bowl. Oh, so, yeah. Yeah. And then the next one, yeah, the Marlins won it in 2003. The Dolphins haven't won a playoff game since 2000. <laughs> That's crazy. That, isn't that wow. bad? Like, well, that puts things in perspective, dude. It, it really does because they're all very close to each other. That's a fun little, you know, I had a little fun with that one. I like you. that. That was good. <laughs> one for three. Wow. All right. Well, all right. Let, to that point, let's let's talk a little bit about some of these teams, right? So, mm-hmm. the Dolphins, yeah. right? It Can they turn around this year? Yes, absolutely. I think, I think they're an eight and eight. Or nine or winning team this year. I think they could be a winning team this season. And I you're think, not well, I was gonna say you're not high on the box. It's funny these are both Floridian teams, but you're not high on the box. Not really, no. <laughs> no, because well, I, I look at each division, right? And I think I think the Bucks from a defensive side of the ball need a lot of help, and they didn't really do much to address it. Um, and I think their offense is fragile, meaning if one of their top two receivers, whether it's Godwin or Evans, goes down. Their receiving core is is it's there's nothing there's really nothing special besides those two, in my opinion. And and what's tough? Well, actually, let me adjust the chat real quick. So no, to that point, so it's not the percentage of like safe or whatever, right? It's the percentage they're going to let only X amount of the capacity in, and then from there it's you know, and I think most of these teams are conveyed right, like whether season tickets you can give them up, and they'll have the plan kind of to. Make basically, it's like, hey, by the way, just pretend we can only that the stadium is like was shrinking by you know that that percentage or whatever that they're going to allow in. So yeah, um, exactly. all right, but but all right, but back to it. So, I'm I'll, high on the Dolphins. I'll, yeah, yeah, go for it. Like you got some feelings on this. Yeah, I'm I'm high on the Dolphins mainly because the Patriots are probably not going anywhere in the division this year. The Jets are the Jets. They're junk. They're not going anywhere in the division. <laughs> The Bills, the Bills will probably, I think we're going to stay the same. You know, they'll probably be a 10 and 6, maybe 11 and 5 team, maybe at the best. I just think that this is the opportunity for the Dolphins. And I think Brian Flores, the end of last season, they really had something going there. You know, I've said it before, like, obviously they beat the Eagles. They beat the Patriots towards the end of the season. They beat, those are two good teams they beat. They made a, a lot of 
additions in the offseason, too. I got to get this off my chest yeah. to add to this because you're right. You're, you're, you're damn right, Zach. And, and, and furthermore, no, because, you know, I and I was guilty of this when last year, right, when I was, I was flying out west a lot for work, so I was listening to a lot of podcasts, listening to a lot, a lot, a lot of Twitter videos, right, et cetera, Instagram, the whole works. So the common denominator, and I was sitting there on planes like, <laughs> like looking at my phone, giggling like a schoolgirl. Everyone was saying, yo, the Dolphins might be the worst team ever. Like, Minkah Fitzpatrick's a great football player. He's a hard-news football player. And he's like, I need out. Like, right, like everyone, like, by, like, week eight was like, ah, <laughs> they suck. Like, and and then, like, the next thing you know, they, they rally. They dig in. They almost did, like, a culture scrub at the deadline. Yeah. Right? And and they did. And I'm not, like, right. Like, they, they, are, they basically said, I'm building this in my image, not Adam Gase, who was there before. Right. Which, you know, because I think there was this mask of like, oh, he did a, he's an idiot. So like that his culture scrub was no good. So, right. Like he, I mean, so the way I look at, I think Brian Flores is really building something there. I'm with you. Yeah. And I I just think that people are so cheap and lazy. At least I'll admit it that like 12 months ago, let's go eight months ago, 10 months ago. I was like, oh yeah, the Dolphins, let's go 10. I was like, oh, the Dolphins, man, they're horrible. Let's see. Like he's right. They had all those draft picks. They're not so basically the fact that everyone forgets like halfway through last year, everyone was laughing, saying, like, can Alabama beat them? Like that's that's how yeah. you know that's BS, right? When they're talking about can a college team beat you, mm-hmm. that's how bad they were. <clears throat> and they changed the narrative, Fitz Magic. Like everyone's like, oh, Fitz Magic. Like they're not bad. Like, and, and I think we all need a face of music that maybe we we're way too harsh on them, and that Brian Flores actually is making a good culture over there, and they're they're not a bad team. Yeah, I mean, they signed uh, Kyle Van Noy in the offseason, Byron Jones. Uh, they got Jordan Howard, too, which he should have a significant role in that backfield for them on offense. And obviously, they drafted Tua. So, um, in Tua, I think this has this this it factor about him. I don't know what it is. He's, He's like very little Russell Wilson. Exactly. That's, yeah, when I think you're Tua, I think of like, a, you know, like you said, a miniature Russell Wilson. So, just with his athleticism and his elusiveness and just leadership. So, yeah. All right, now I think so, they're gonna be a team this year. I yeah, I agree. Now let me ask you this before I jump into the chat for a second. Who has a better? Mm, I it's if if we were betting on it and you were getting odds, it would be more of like a fun argument. But yeah. is there? I'll put it. I'll spin it this way then. Is there a chance the Dolphins have a better season than Buccaneers? Like, would would someone be having to get checked into the psych ward for saying such a thing? I don't think they would. I really don't think they would because, like I, like I said, I, I, I look at the division and I think the NFC South is so tough that I wouldn't be surprised if the Buccaneers ended up going like nine and seven or maybe ten and six at best. Whereas I see the Dolphins, I see an upside where they could be in that same area. So uh, no, I don't. I don't think it's crazy to say that. I don't think it's crazy at all. I think the I think the Dolphins have some swag coming into the season, some momentum, and a lot of new veteran faces that are going to be huge for them. So I, I agree. Yeah. I think I yeah. some help. Like I, I like them a little bit. Yeah, exactly. So I want to, I want to throw one back at you, Karen. And Please. it has to do with your division, NFC North. All right. And these two teams Boy. are always at the bottom of this division. Right. But I have a feeling like one of them has to maybe do something this year. Okay. So what's going on with the lions and the bears to do any of those? Do they, do they scare you at all when you play them? Or like when you see them on the on your everyone's scared. Yeah, no, no, no. All right, but yes, yes. The Lions scare me because 
the Lions figure out a way to screw it up for 14 games a year. And then there's two games where like, guys, can we just not screw it up? Like, let's just do everything we can to win a game or two. That's the Packers games every year. It's always Packers <laughs> games. And I'm like, can you just not try? Like one time, can you just sleepwalk? One time, because we always sleepwalk playing them. But, sorry, uh, tell me how you really feel, Karen. But I like it. Um, yeah, no, but they scare me. They do. Dude, They're good. Like, They're a like, good team. Kenny Galladay's a beast. Matt Stafford's a great quarterback. I think DeAndre Swift's DeAndre Swift's a problem. Carrion Johnson's not a bad running back. They have a line, which is the bigger thing, right? Everyone wants to talk about the running back before the line. Yeah, but what's their defense? That's my my thing with them. It's like because I always think I look at the Lions and I'm like, oh, they're junk. It's a matter. No, I don't think they are. They're they are the best thirteen and or three and thirteen team I've ever seen in my life because they were. Did you realize in week four if they won that game against us or sorry week uh, six they won that game against us they were in first place in the NFC North. Yeah. They literally led all sixty minutes of the game and we kicked the field goal as time expired to win the game. That's the only reason, and that was both games. We were never winning for both of the games and we kicked the field goal and won both of them at the end. So wow, right and. It's funny because I, there's a lot of different directions you can take the NFC North. I think the Bears are going to suck. I really do. Yeah. I really don't think they're going to be good at all. Um, I think the Lions might win the division. That's how good I think they are. Really? Really, really. Yeah, I really do. I, I'm not just like balking or trying to have a hot take. I really think the Lions are that good of a football team. Because that's what I was trying to hear from you because I, I don't know much on the Lions. They're terrified. They're like, I'm, they're I'm horrified of them. And the, like – Okay. I don't know what to think because it's like you go at Minnesota at home. You're the Packers. You're at Minnesota, and then you have them at home. It's like I don't like that. No fans there either. It's I. They're good, but here's okay. the thing, and and it's weird because I'm not making this lazy ass take just to to make it. I'm more making it because people are saying it to me, and it seems to be right. Although there's not a ton of substance. Everyone just well, not little more There's not a ton. Of, not there's not a ton of substance, but. Everyone keeps saying, yeah, but Matt Patricia's going to Matt Patricia. He's not a good coach. He's not good, right? Blah, blah, blah. And, and and true, he has proven. There's been a lot of times I'm like, what are you doing? Yeah. But I feel like they're good enough to, like, make some noise. Yeah, well, he's probably on the hot seat this season, when you think. I yeah. Mean, what is this, his fourth season there, and they haven't done anything? So, yeah, you would think you would think that they might pull a rabbit out of their hat this, this yeah. year. Because I think the Viking stock is down. I think the Bears, like you said, is way down, so – well, let me ask you about. I feel like you've done some homework on that quarterback competition a little bit with the Bears. Like what? Like and and I can pull up some tweets too that are they're kind of fun and, and sweetening. So the first one was Cordell Patterson um, was saying that he sees a whole new player in, in Mitch Trubisky, Zach. And I'll tell you, I'll just kind of throw this at you. Really? Oh yeah. And I'll tell I'll give you another one. So the Bears tweeted this out. Well, this is Trubisky out. You know, one of his quotes, but he was saying he's staying focused. Uh, playing with a sense of urgency and edge. And uh, this quote was, we just need to make uh, this offense better. That's all I'm trying to do day in and day out. It's an electrifying quote. Yeah, because um, I – yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. All right, like make sense of this for me. Listen, I've been on kind of the – not, I'm not going to say the Mitch Trubisky bus. I just had a feeling I was kind of pulling for him, if you want to call it that, that he might be able to rise to the occasion for once in his football career. But – I, I did some research on some of the, the reporters out of the Chicago Bears camp. And as of midday today, after the day, day one of in, of in pads, they were saying that Trubis, like to start both Trubisky and Foles. This looked, is by this very clickbait territory. I'm like, I like do the orbit here. I'm just like, just be careful. You're in clickbait town. It like, is. Just absolutely. roll your windows up. Don't start yeah. sucking in the air out there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so they were saying that both 
quarterbacks start off rusty. Okay. Not the best throws. They had a, a couple players drop the ball. So like that's not on the quarterback per se. I mean, which is okay. Rusty, you would think it's your first practice in pads throwing the football. Like everyone's a little jittery, maybe whatever. So then they kept, they were saying that all of a sudden, like in the second part of practice, Nick, Nick Foles, like turned it on. Like he was throwing dimes. He was accurate. He was poised in the pocket, made great decisions, all that. On the other hand, they said Trubisky threw like, like he had a completed pass that was like way behind the, you know, the receiver made a great catch long story short and just had a lot of bad incompletions and looked uncomfortable in the pocket that he was making erratic decisions. So this leads to tell me that, I mean, Karen, is Trubisky good under pressure or what does he do under pressure? Does no. he, uh, it's like yeah, he tur- you ever see a house of cards and you go, <laughs> yeah, he, t- he turns the TV off if I remember correctly. Right. Yeah, I so, love that. You hate that. Yeah. I yeah. love it so much. Cause you hate it more than I do. And I'm like, yeah, it's yeah. Saying, saying some more. <laughs> yeah. So I guess what I'm getting at is this is a lot of extra added pressure for him because this is like a make or break, obviously for his career, I would say. Yeah. So, so he's going to maybe, I think it, I mean, it's only one practice, so there's not a lot of weight in one practice. That's what I'll say. Be careful, but yeah. But if he continues, he seems to fall. So I'll kind of take that and, and kind of grow it. Yeah. Expedite it, if you will. All right. So the, the general consensus I see that, like, not that this is news, it's like, spoiler alert, like, it's coming down the wire for both of them. All right. Got it. But, so basically that's the common denominator I keep hearing. They both look good. They both look so damn good. Everyone looks good in bear. I love that. So that's my favorite part about the Bears. Everybody looks good. This is the year. Da, 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 da. Right. All right. But so I guess my point is everyone keeps saying it's going to come down to the wire, which I agree. And I would almost argue, and this is not even me trying to be like a jerk, like a like a snarky Packers fan or like whatever. But I kind of feel like both of them are just like they are what they are. And the reality is both them semi between them being on and off is very parallel. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So if you essentially are getting either like a, like a six, eight or right, or a seven, nine in poker, like the cards are essentially the same. It's the same hand, give or, give or take, right? Like, right. So that's actually probably a poor example, but we'll go lower in the deck, right? Like a four and a six is the same as a five and a seven. So yeah, it's to that point. It's like, all right. So who wins in that at the end of the day? Let's say it's kind of down the middle, right? All right. So it's it's is it the guy who's making a lot more money in Nick Foles? Or is it the guy that you drafted that you basically are owning on the like you're you're hanging by the news saying, like, I took him instead of Patrick Mahomes, yay, like right, like you gotta like you'd love to see this guy just be not bad. Mm-hmm. Right. I gotta imagine Ryan Pace, the GM's jobs on the line, right? Matt Nagy's not Basically, I, the way I look at it, the reality of the Bears kind of structure right now is Peace will get fired after this year if it doesn't go well, and Nagy will get fired at next year if it doesn't go well. So, in my opinion, so factoring all that pressure, factoring in the money, the analytics, like all of it, what what do you make of that? Because, right, it's – I almost mm-hmm. put the – it's a politics spin. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Um, and as we know, at the end of the day, uh, the NFL and the teams, it's all business at the end of the day. So – for me, I think what they're going to do, unless there's like a significant difference throughout training camp, I think they're going to go with Trubisky to start just because he was, really, I really do just because he's the franchise guy and they want to give him a, sh- a shot to prove himself. Right. And see if he's got that fire, which I don't think he does, but they might give him a game or two. And if it's not good, then it's going to be fully Nick Foles in my opinion. My eyes are wandering because I'm, I'm you kind it's, of got me a little bit because I was just like, 
in that statement, you got me thinking, who's the guy who can handle stepping in quicker? Yeah. And it's probably Foles. It's definitely Foles. I, I was always under the, the, the thought that it's like, all right, well, you play the guy you're paying more and the guy that's won a Super Bowl. Yeah. That's That was kind of my thought, my argument towards why I think it's going to be Foles. And I, and I think it will be. Yeah. But And it's almost like that. you don't trade for – like because, right, like this is argument. Oh, well, you could have got Cam Newton. Oh, you could have done this. You could have done that. And they're like, well, they traded for Nick Foles. Like they wanted him. Mm-hmm. Nagy and him have a relationship. So – I don't know. I feel like if there's ever like a little bit of like a secret fast lane, it's the Nick Foles to like the Bears starting job. Yeah, I think it's it's possible. I'm going to throw this little disclaimer out there. I think whoever they do roll out with, whether it's Trubisky or Foles, I don't think it's really going to matter too much. I don't think they're that good of a team. No, they're not that good of a team. It's just, it's just a very hot quarterback battle that we have right now. Um, But I'll tell you what, another, maybe it is a quarterback battle or not. If you're ready to move off the Bears. Yeah, let's do it. I want to ask you, so what do you, so we see Alex Smith and we all know the story of Alex Smith. It's a phenomenal story. Good guy, all that. We see highlights of him and Dwayne Haskins making throws. And the stuff that I saw was Alex Smith looking sharp and Dwayne Haskins not so sharp. Is there a quarterback battle in, in Washington for the Washington football team? That's it's, it's, it's tough to answer that question because all of it I think has to come down to health, right? Like, if Alex Smith's healthy and on point, then I don't think it's a question at all. I don't even think there's a battle at all. I think he's the quarterback. So, it, I, but on the other hand, like, so I don't think I'll start kind of backwards. Like, I don't think there's anything that Dwayne Haskins is doing or his draft, like where he was drafted, et cetera, that's keeping him in the running, like as a special guy. Like, oh, well, I know if it's even, like, maybe we'll go with the younger guy. Like, no, I think they'll go with Alex Smith that they can at all costs. But I don't know if he's healthy enough, like to play, because you know, not to be that guy, but right, you watch the NFL Network shows, right? And they're saying like, "What's going to happen when he gets hit?" That's a good point. Like, I don't know. Like, and there's so many of those little wrinkles mm-hmm. at that age. I mean, you got to remember he's the same age as Aaron Rodgers. True. So, so yeah, go ahead. Go no, go please. I was say an interesting little tidbit I just looked up is how much do you think Alex Smith is owed this year by the by the Washington Football Team? Now we're now we're now we're getting because it's gritty. similar. I want to hear, please. It's a similar situation, Foles and uh, Trubisky thing in a in a sense. Is he getting paid a lot more? Sixteen million. I mean, Nick Foles is eighteen, right? If so, he, I mean, and true or false was uh, Alex Smith or Dwayne Haskins the guy taking selfies in the stands of people during the game? Yeah, right. Yeah, Dwayne Haskins. Yeah, I think this is their way. Like, I'll even add another like the icing on the on the glazed donut here. I feel like. The, the the Redskins would love to be like, well, we got Alex Smith back. So you, you want him? You want to be Haskins? Well, I mean, yeah, it's first round draft pick. Like, they're like, take yeah. him. They're like, ho, ho, suckers. Yeah. I think that's what's going to happen in all this. It's possible. And I know I didn't realize, you know, out his Alex Smith's contract until, until just now. So it's, it's in a sense, obviously, besides like the risk and the health concerns, like we talked about. It's a similar situation, in my opinion, in Washington as it would be in Chicago. Yeah. I think a lot of people are, are, are sleeping on that in Washington. Well, too, and speaking of, you know, we a little football chatter. Uh, so I'm going to kind of morph it into a little, uh, little show versus street, you know, because both of them are football topics tonight. Sorry. Right. Right, so, like, it's our Tuesday night little topic that we always do, which is fun. And we haven't done, we haven't done this in a minute. Um, a little show versus street. Yeah, get the notebook out. Let's go. Yeah, yeah. I love it. Um, so – 
Mm, who wants to go first? Because yeah, I always love these. This is I the love, I, this is my favorite segment, honestly, in the entire thing we do. I love it. Yeah. So I actually have a burning one that I'd like to ask first. That's please. Because okay. I was watching inside training camp today and you know doing a little bit of note taking for our upcoming fantasy uh, season and all that. Uh-huh. So listen, there's a lot of great rookies rookies out there this this year, right? Obviously, Joe Burrow. Okay, he went first overall, Heisman Trophy winner. Yeah. Take it over. He's the clear cut starter. Alexa, Aaron, how old is Joe Burrow? Joe Burrow. 23. Just want to keep that out there. He's 23. 20, 23 year old Heisman winner. Just keep going. Okay. All Sorry, right. Just cool. Want to throw yeah. it out there. So a mini Brandon Whedon, even though he was, you know, winning. Now play, we're right? talking. Yeah. But anyway, Joe Burrow will win rookie of the year this season for the, in the NFL with the Bengals. Wrong. It's like, no. Is that your straight take or is it your show? Or is it both? Yeah, you're right. I... Damn it, you win. Because you finally got me just like throwing my street, like just like my street take just like in there. All right, no, but that's that point. I've been vocal, right? I mean, I think there's a few levels, you know, to this. And, and starting where I, I don't think the Bengals are a good football team. At all, I think they're offensive. Did you see that video today? I didn't even put it on the on the on the on our show I did. film. I, I did. Where he looked like he looked like a gazelle running for his life, like in the in the safari. Yeah, he did. All right, the Bengals <laughs> are not good. So first of all, I think, and this is even a shot, at Joe Burrow. Their line's going to suck. Um, but but you know, furthermore, I just really think that we're all getting enamored with the guy that was a really really good twenty three year old, twenty two year old banging around college kids. It took him bouncing around like nine different schools to find that secret sauce with a team. Oh, by the way, the half of them got drafted to go to the NFL anyway in LSU. So it's like, I'm sorry. Am I missing something? Because he, you know, has a little spunk to him. Please. <laughs> I Please. No, I mean, seriously. Like, I, yeah. I don't see it. I really don't. And, all right. So you want me? All right. I'll give the show version. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Well, the first round. All right. No. All right. I'll... I'm sorry. I'm, I, that was a little. Well, attitude got that tossed to the mic there, and I need to be better. All right, so it's good. I, I know this is a great. This is why it's a good segment. So the show version would be, yeah. I mean, he 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 led LSU to a national championship. He's a Heisman winner. Like you got to get behind. Like, he's the guy you had to draft. So why not? Mm-hmm. I mean, and, and they're more likely going to give it to a quarterback if he plays well, right? Mm-hmm. Like they have the head. They have the head start in that in that in that accolade anyway. So I don't. Think it's out of the realm possibly. I just don't think it's going to happen because that's my my street opinion. And I, I think I think what could help him his case for winning Rookie of the Year would be he's playing against a lot of tough teams. You know, I keep bringing up the division, but I mean, they, hey, they play each six of their games are divisional games, right? So if he can can bring the if he can put up good numbers, obviously, and bring the Bengals to close to a five hundred team, which I don't think that will remotely come close to happening. But if he can. That historically, how bad their team is, it could play in his favor to win the rookie of the year. But that being said, there's a lot of great rookies out like there. Like he looks like the lipstick that was on the pig kind of right. thing. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And he's got some good veteran veteran leadership. Maybe AJ Green is a good mentor, and they build a good connection. Maybe you know, I don't know if he's healthy. Yeah, they got T Higgins, who I like. Yeah, that's another one. Obviously, Joe Mixon. You know. And year two is Zach Taylor's system. Seriously. Yeah. No, you're right. I don't know how good of a coach Zach Taylor is, but yeah. Yeah, neither do I. All right. Yeah. It's funny because now you're gonna get a little emotional. Oh boy. Remember uh old Jack Rabbit? 
Oh, the Giants? Denoris Jenkins? Is that was that was his nickname, right? Yeah, the Jackrabbit. Yeah. Or Jackrabbit. Yeah, whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. So we actually was it was that our last game? Or was that I'm sorry, was that his last game that we saw together at Giants Stadium when he was covering not Devontae Adams? I think, yeah, right, exactly. And that's one of the points I'm gonna bring up. Um, I think it was. I believe it was. So man. he got traded at the deadline to the Saints. They they yeah. re-signed him. They did, or yeah. Was it a one-year deal? Yeah, he played uh he played two games with the Saints last year. All right. So so what if I it's like what if I told you like the ESPN thing? What if and there's a funny because I saw a tweet on on on, on Twitter, of course, because it's a tweet. Uh that said the Saints have one of the best quarterback duos in the NFL with you know, obviously painting him in that in that picture. So I, I wish I'd gotten that eye roll on, you know, on the camera hall. I'm gonna go back to that. Let's let's see that. Let's see that eye roll again for old time's sake. No, I mean, all right, so what do you think? You, yeah, no good. <laughs> so listen, my show, my show take will be this. If you look at Joris Jenkins' numbers and statistics strictly over the years, he's fairly consistent. He usually has several interceptions per a year, a couple forced fumbles, which is great, which is which is solid. But so so yes, you mix that, you mix his consistency, we'll say, and you mix his familiarity with the defensive scheme from last season. This is my show take. And then, yeah, they, they do. They, then they, they do. They do have a solid secondary. And he's a veteran. You know, he has a lot of experience, obviously. So, so yeah, of course it makes them, you know, I don't know if it's one of the best cornerback duos in the NFL. I would say it could be like a top eight, top ten cornerback duo, but not like one of the top two or three, in my opinion. That's fair. Uh, yeah. So based on familiarity and just his general consistency, yeah, that that is a good a good point. Now my street take and my now we're talking my uh, you know a little bit of my emotional take would be, Kieran, if he was really that good, would he wouldn't he have been guarding Devontae Adams besides Grant Haley when we played the Packers? Right, when well, he's like a bona fide corner that's like, a, like like a Richard Sherman who talks and says on the, like like, exactly. like Jalen Ramsey. Like you know, I'm gonna say a guy has to talk trash, but you're just like, yo, he's gonna lock him down. The vocal, right? the clear right. cut guy. Right? Yeah, the alpha male. If he's really like that good of a cornerback and and the guy on defense, he should be following Devontae Adams into the locker room when he goes to the bathroom. That's like he should be on him the whole time right? for <laughs> those, those 60 minutes, right? So. And he wasn't. He covered him maybe two plays. Instead, they threw our fourth cornerback, Grant Haley. Grant Haley and I, Grant Haley, love him. You know, PSU guy, Giants player. But Grant Haley should not be covering Devontae Adams. And we saw that in that game that we went to last season. So my take would be, is if, if Jenkins is really that good, he should be the guy shadowing the number one on every team. And he and he, he never was last year. He never was. Through all, for all 13 games or 14 games he was with the Giants last year, he didn't do it. He, yeah, he that up, and if he did, he maybe did a handful of plays, but he wasn't like on that person. It was bad. So, so that being said, no, I mean, I think it's pretty clear that he does not cover. Maybe he has. Maybe his numbers recently had been consistent because he was guarding the more mediocre wide receivers. So they might not be as quick or as elusive, whatever, to get open versus a number one like Devontae Adams, who knows how to get open. So. All right. Well, to speaking of the bad vibes, <laughs> let's wrap some up with some bad ones. All right. Did you see the Space Jam two jerseys? By the way, I did. 
I did. Not good. I, I know how I feel about them. I'm sure we, we think the same. Go for it. Yeah, they're not good. No, they're garbage. <laughs> bad, actually. I scrolled through my Instagram, and it was like, oh, what do you think is better? And it was a picture of MJ and his, you know, versus LeBron. I, I literally – I did the eye roll to, to that as I scrolled It's horrible. It. I don't even think I liked it, to be to matter of fact. I, I like a lot of things. so much. I'm rooting for the Monstars to win that movie. And look, I love what Barstool like their their uh, their comment on it that said that the, the Toon Squad jerseys for Space Jam Tour are a two pack of ass. It's <laughs> uh, spot on wrong. though. Yeah, they're not. It wrong. is. That movie's gonna be awful. I guarantee. I guarantee you, it's gonna be so bad. Yeah, I'm not. I'm really not looking forward to it. We're all. not gonna watch it. So, no. all right. Well, Nina's probably not gonna watch it. She's not a LeBron person, right? Nah, she won't watch it. All right, I was gonna say like. Because yeah. I think if someone tells me to go to theaters, I'm rooting for the Monstars this time. I'm going to a Monstars jersey when That's it comes gonna, out that day. We might have to buy a Monstars jersey. Or I have something. one. I swear to God, I have one in my oh, closet. Oh. Yeah, I got one on eBay like way back when. It was like <laughs> 30 bucks. Yeah, yeah. It's actually pretty cool. Yeah, it's zero. It has like the Monster like fist in there. It's cool. Oh, I think I'd be rocking that to the theater. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. I should. Yeah. Be like, oh, that's cool. You're a big space jam person. Like, no, I hate LeBron. I hate LeBron. <laughs> oh, I love it. all that's right. Great. But speaking, all right. Let's let's lose the hate. We'll we'll put a little love in here. By the way, do you know it's Pablo Sanchez's birthday? Oh, August yeah. 18th, the best backyard football or a backyard baseball, backyard football, backyard soccer, all of them. The whole works, but especially backyard baseball. Look at that. Like perfect uh, four for four in batting, running, and fielding, and and, and pitching. He's pretty damn good too. But you don't even need him out there because he's a great fielder. So you got you gotta give a little Pablo Sanchez some birthday wishes. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Happy yeah, birthday. Like, uh, OJ Monday, but it's the best we can do. All right. Uh, hey. To that point, with all the positivity, why don't you give us a follow? Especially on Pablo Sanchez's birthday, right? You know, he was on the Melonheads when I made a tournament run there, Zach, uh, when I was like nine years old. Uh, but but anyway, so follow the hearts and left, subscribe to the to the right. If you have Amazon Prime, it's free. If not, it's only $4.99. I'll stop doing the beer joke. But if, if you want to subscribe, it'd be great for us. <laughs> Um, and if not, check us out on uh, Spotify and iTunes for all the audio episodes. Zach is so kind enough to always post those after the show for us, uh, and he's a rock star for it. Um, and make sure you check us out on social media, Instagram, Twitter, and Reddit at underscore get sidetracked. And uh, if you're listening to the audio ones, twitch.tv slash get sidetracked, and you can do all the fun video episodes. And you can uh, see all the highlights uh, and all the, the fun stuff we do on the show live. Uh, and also make sure you visit our website at www dot get dash sidetrack.com all right so yeah all right it was it and you got some good articles coming out a little fantasy football stuff yeah that's right yeah we're almost done it should be coming out this week we're going to be having some fantasy football draft tips and tricks coming out there for you a little handbook if you will I'll be scouting i mean reading i'll be reading and scouting <laughs> yeah i don't i don't have my player opinions just yet but uh we got some some general tips and uh tricks for anyone who's either just getting into fantasy or falls into the trap of certain mistakes it. people make every year so Hopefully, yeah, hopefully, uh, hopefully helps some folks out there. That's not in our so, league, but hopefully other leagues. No, yeah, exactly. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah, we, we play to win, right? <laughs> That's right. Um, but all right, we want to thank everyone for watching and uh, listening and getting involved in the chat tonight. It was great tonight. It was a lot of fun. Uh, so we'll be back on the air Thursday at 7 o'clock Eastern time. We'll be off tomorrow. Uh, but, you know, maybe the Flyers close it out next time we're on the air. That'd be fun. That'd be great. Yeah, that'd be a good time. So, all right, we want to thank everyone for listening. So, like I said, we'll be back on the air on Thursday at 7. But uh, we hope everyone has a great rest of your night. And we'll see you back in the living room Thursday at 7 o'clock. Cheers, everyone.